You are now tuned into the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from your personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other empowering content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Class is in session. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Albert Einstein. Imagination is the birthplace of all creation. Definition. The faculty or action of forming new ideas or images or concepts of external objects not present to the senses. Parts of the brain that control imagination are the occipital, I can't even pronounce it, Occipital oh, cortex, which is in the back of the brain, which recreates visual experiences, and the posterior precuneus between the two cerebral hemispheres. With the assistance of imagination, we can revisit past events from the visual to the sensory experience, and the sensory experience can very much well be the physical feelings. For example, if you close your eyes and think of the time that you fell and grazed your knee, or the wind brushing your arms, you can feel that experience. You may even have seen it, but how could you have done this if you are indoors and there are no windows open for you to feel a draft? If you're st- if you're sitting still and you have no you have no grazes on your knees, how can you feel that pain? The imaginative mind grants freedom to explore concepts, events, and ideas in a way which you cannot do in physical reality. In order to stimulate our imagination, you must first grow curious. This is why children are so imaginative. They're still curious. They wonder what if instead of saying it is not possible before entertaining their curiosity as you and millions of others have been programmed to do so. You know what the interesting thing is? It's almost like when children first come onto earth, as they grow up, obviously children like to play. Now, oftentimes children will play with their imagination, with their mind. In their mind, you know, they'll hold a doll and be like, oh, the doll's hungry oh, the doll just pooed, and an adult will be looking at it thinking, what is going on? But you don't realize that that child is created with its mind and existence of that doll, which kind of, if you really think about it, cross-references with the first hermetic principle, the first law of the universe, the universe's mind. It's almost like children off bat, straight off intuition, know that creation is done with the mind because that's all they do. They literally only create with the mind. If you give a child, you know, a broomstick and you tell them it's a car, you'll watch them drive it around like it's a car. And I think a lot can be learned by observing children in the sense that they actually can teach us a lot about the universe, mainly because they've just come from the universe. But no one ever no one ever thinks like that. Everybody everybody thinks one dimensionally in the sense that, oh, you're a child on this physical plane, you've been here for four years. They don't understand that that child's soul is immortal just like theirs. And more recently, that child probably has more to teach because it's just come from the source. And if you really think about it, imagination and consciousness are interchangeable terms. I mean, consciousness can be seen as the collective thoughts, emotions, 
that an individual experiences within their own mind and imagination borderlines those same things. Like you said, you can envision grazing your knee and have those type of feelings. It's so, it's so much, it's so crazy how the mind works. You even hear of people experiencing things called phantom limbs when somebody's lost an arm or a leg, even though there's nothing there, their mind is so powerful enough to cause pain for something that doesn't even exist on the physical plane anymore. And it's literally because imagination creates reality. And everybody just kind of, I feel like the world has an agenda to make imagination seem like some sort of childish thing. You know, if someone says to you, use your imagination, it almost sounds childish. You feel like a child, you associate it with children using your imagination. But really and truly, if you break the words imagination, it's imagination. Right, and if you really separate those words, image and nations, it's mainly because it's the images of man that create nations, specifically the mental images. And if you really want to get techy with it for people that think, oh, these guys might be dragging it, if you look up the etymology of the word imagination, it comes from the Latin verb imaginari, which means to picture oneself. So to picture yourself pictures referring to mental images, which is simply visualization, which once again, goes back to the first law of the hermetic principles. The universe is entirely mental. Now, when it comes to imagination, you must understand that as you are experiencing these realities inside of your mind, it stirs within you emotions. It stirs within you these feelings, these sensations. And with these sensations and these feelings that you that comes with it, it then influences your actions. Because when you look at somebody who's an overthinker, right? They're really imaginative people. It might not be constructive imagination, but they're imagining. And they're really creative people. They sit there and they can perceive something inside of their mind's eyes as something completely just not what they're seeing you know they could watch somebody do a simple action such as walk past them and not respond to them when they say hi this person may have not heard them at all but inside of their mind they're they're overthinking they think oh does this person not like me does this person think that they're hurting me by doing this is this person trying to hurt my feelings, then the, the, the next thing you know, they're making it personal. Or let's take, for example, the the jealous girlfriend, for example, who mm. might see you interacting with another woman, if you're, if you're a guy, right? If you're interacting with another woman, they might perceive that as, oh, you're trying to initiate something that you're not trying to initiate. You're trying to cheat on me. You're trying to, and then she'll generate a whole entire love story inside of her mind when you might have just literally just met this person on this exact moment. And, and, and you know, the funny thing is the people that experience something like that mentally, and we do it all the time, we create, we create scenarios in our head where it will be the most out of, out of control thing that will get you enough to get you angry. Exactly. And through that anger, what happens? Next thing you know that this person's raging, this person's hitting everything, this person is throwing glasses around the house and screaming at their partner. And their partner's thinking, what the hell did I do wrong? <laughs> and 
you know, th that's how powerful your imagination can be. It can literally cause you to make actions that are completely opposite of what you're trying to achieve, right? Because this person who's experiencing this, this feeling, they ideally, they want to achieve a happy relationship. They want to achieve a relationship where this person loves them and, and stays with them and is, is, is there for them. But it becomes difficult for that person to be there for you when you are hurling abuse at them for something that they may or may not have done. And especially if it's something that has occurred in your imagination and in reality, it's a completely different situation. And this is true for many different things. This isn't just true for relationships. This can be true for your work relationships, romantic relationships, relationships with your family. This could be true for even if you're walking inside of a forest and you hear a, a crack, if you hear a, a stick break, fear might kick in because your imagination is saying there's somebody here. There's something that is unknown that is in this forest with me. I need to run. Bro, and, bro, and your bro, body literally shut down because of that. You know what's crazy? Even when you're younger and you're just, you know, in your house at night, bro, <laughs> a coat will look like a whole person. <laughs> literally, there's been times when I've literally been home alone and I've seen a figure outside of the house and I've you run outside of the house to, to chase it down and it's, it's literally the bin or something. Exactly. And, and but that's the imagination. Home, you go back inside thinking, am I crazy? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's your imagination. And the imagination is so powerful. It's something that when utilized correctly, however, it can propel you to success. Think about every single creation that has ever graced this planet. The light bulb, telephones, speakers, this microphone I'm speaking into. This all generated from somebody's imagination. Somebody asked themselves, what if? And when they asked themselves that question, the answers flowed through their mind and they listened and they withdrew that idea and pulled it down from the ether into their physical reality. You know, I would, I would literally give a thousand pound to anybody listening to this podcast that can come to me and Zach and tell us one human creation that was not created in the imagination first. And you will find that there's none. Nothing in this world created by man was not built in the imagination first. Every single thing. It's impossible for you to be sitting on a chair, to be sitting on a bed, to be looking outside a window, to be within the interior of a house and that not be first creation in somebody's mind, which was then expressed into physical life. It's just not gonna go like that because imagination is the basis of reality. I, I always say, Consciousness is the substance of reality. Since we want to use imagination and consciousness as interchangeable terms, then you could say that imagination is the substance of reality. Imagination creates reality. And now that's not to say don't don't take what we're saying and think, you know, if you imagine yourself, you know, walking through a wall, you're going to walk through a wall. Obviously, some things are expressed, manifested from the mental plane into the physical plane from imagination to reality. There's a very particular process that undergoes manifestation. It's not like things that you think about in your head are just 
they're just going to happen. It's not like you think of a unicorn and one's just going to come into your bedroom. There's a very particular process for that to be manifested. Now, <laughs> I've gone completely off topic. However, imagination, like Zach said, is incredibly powerful. The use of imagination is actually activating the right hemisphere of the brain, which correlates directly with creativity and expression, which is fundamental when it comes to creatively expressing reality, like Zach was just saying. The use of your imagination is you literally tapping into the right hemisphere of your brain. You have two hemispheres, the left and the right. And I've actually done a podcast on the human psyche, breaking down the neocortex, the left hemisphere, the right hemisphere, the human, the mammalian and the reptilian brain. Once you understand that your right hemisphere, the right hemisphere of your brain creates, then you will do your best to absolutely activate it. And the way you do that is through actively using your imagination. Think about it. It's almost like the world seeks to destroy your imagination. It's weird. You're almost kind of put into school, which unless you do art, I don't think you really have an opportunity to express creativity or use your imagination. More time if you get caught within your imagination at school, you'll be penalized for it. Mm. So it's almost like the systems, the institutions, top down from work to school to even prison, all these institutions are fractal in reference to simply attempting to oppose people activating the first law of the universe. It's crazy when you think about it like that. Why does the world want to destroy the right hemisphere of your brain? The Something where all creativity is born, where it is cultivated the most. And one thing that I've realized is that when we're imagining these things, you might imagine an, an, an event that happened in the past maybe one that's happening inside of the future. Either way, your body is experiencing it as if it is happening right now. There's no separation. There's no, uh, it, it happened a long time ago. It's no, uh, it, it might happen in the future. No, as you're thinking it, as you are experiencing it, your body believes it. Your body believes it as true. Your subconscious mind knows no difference between true and false your subconscious mind is is tuning into this experience and taking it in as exactly how you are experiencing it and it's taking it all as truth so if you are using your imagination to experience a reality in your mind where you are in a state of poverty if you're in a state of anger if you're in a state of guilt shame fear if you are in a state of lack if you're in a state state of scarcity, it's all going to unfold in your physical reality because your body is biochemically responding to each and every single one of these thoughts and fragments of imagination that you are conjuring in your mind. And this is why it is important to you first understand how important imagination is. Because once you understand how important, important imagination is, you then have the opportunity to consciously make an effort to improve the things that you imagine inside of your mind. If I'm somebody who is seeking 
success in the realm of fitness what am i gonna do am i gonna imagine myself eating snacks all day long not exercising hanging around obese people no i'm gonna imagine myself running miles i'm gonna imagine myself inside of the gym pushing my body to its limits i'm gonna imagine myself coming home and choosing the healthy option rather than the unhealthy option and these small bits of imagination that you choose to imagine these thoughts that you choose to have helps you to easily make better choices in your physical reality when the time comes because you've already primed your mind to to believe that this is what you're doing this is the case this is what's true this is your lifestyle this is what you've primed your mind to believe your mind is going to allow this to unfold as you are making decisions in your day-to-day -day because your mind is going to go for the easy option it's not going to go for what's difficult it's not going to make a decision that that contradicts what you have commanded it to do if you commanded it to choose a particular snack it's going to choose that particular snack if it's having an auto suggestion that is what will unfold and this is something that you can use in your day-to-day -day life to improve the quality of your life brick by brick day by day and it all stems from within you there's nothing that you need outside of you it's all there inside of you already and this is what i'm just trying to highlight to you right now and i really do hope that you take the time out to cultivate your imagination in a positive light you know what the funny thing is people actually you know when they hear the word imagination they think oh it's been a while since i've used my imagination but you all everybody listening to this podcast even people that aren't listening to this podcast you all use your imagination every second of every day just in ways that you're not savvy to ways that you're not privy to ways that you don't understand people think the imagination only has to do with visual mental images no mental creation the process of the basis of mental creation is a mental is a mental sensory experience now it's essentially a recreation of the ego experience in your mind so this is why people visualize but if you can't visualize then you can hear stuff if you can't hear stuff then you can touch stuff mentally you can smell stuff mentally you can taste stuff mentally anything that revolves around the ego is directly correlated to imagination think about this right how many times have we argued with people in our minds we all do it whether you know you and your boys start dissing each other and then you lose and then the next day you're just thinking man i should have said this or there's somebody that you don't particularly like someone that you're not fond fond of so mentally you start arguing with this person in your head or you start an argument in your head with your boyfriend or girlfriend how many times do we do this on a regular basis everyone has had an argument with someone mentally for no reason at all for no reason at all and there you go and then you think to yourself but that's not using my imagination because people kind of correlate imagination with something that's visual no not necessarily it's anything that revolves around a recreation or an imitation of your sensory experience so hearing stuff mentally it's the exact same thing 
So when you argue people in your head, you're just using your imagination. Now, like Zach said, you must cultivate using your imagination to your advantage. Because if you don't cultivate it to use to your advantage, it's going to be used anyways, but it just won't be in your favor. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't you want to take control of something that is the substance of reality? Why not? You'd be a fool not to take advantage of one of the most powerful things in the universe, which won't cost you any money at all. It costs no money at all to consciously create what you want in your mind at all. None. You could literally create your ideal nation from images. Image, nation, imagination. The only currency that should really matter to you is your thoughts. It has Think to be understood. It. Think about it. There wouldn't be any school of higher thought if I never had the thought to start a podcast. And the way how I've set this podcast up, the way how I've expressed certain concepts on this podcast, the way how Nero's expressed certain concepts on this podcast, it comes from imagination. We probably imagined ourselves saying these things before it happened. I know I certainly have. I know that I saw myself sitting in front of this microphone speaking to you guys and millions of people being influenced and impacted positively by this podcast i've seen it all i've seen the 10,000 5,000 50,000 60,000 streams i've seen that i've seen the 1 million streams too i've seen the 10 million streams 100 million streams i've seen people all over the planet listening to this podcast and realizing how long they've been sleeping for, how long they have been unaware of how much power they truly have and finally coming to light and, and realizing that they can really use their, their brain power and their, their mental power, their spiritual power for good. And this is gonna happen worldwide. I've seen it happen already. So it's only why it unfolds in, in, in reality. I've seen myself in so many different situations. When I had my fight in December, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I've spoken about this before. I was in a charity fight for cancer research. And we, I was basically fighting in the octagon MMA. And before the fight, right, you can see all of the different fighters. Everyone's backstage, everyone's preparing, warming up, prepping themselves. People are talking amongst each other, gossiping about who's the, the best fighter, who's are. Uh, this guy's worse than this guy, mate. You're gonna be. You need to be careful with him. In his last fight, he did. did, 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 did. That's what everyone's doing. They're spreading fear among each other, and and really scared. You can see in their eyes. While everyone was doing that, I was sitting in the back. I was meditating. I closed my eyes, and I was just visualizing my victory. Exactly how it's gonna happen. If you've seen a video on my Instagram, win with Zach, you will see the video. I dominated that fight. We apologize I, to the other individual in that fight. <laughs> No, nah, he's, he's he's a warrior, man. He he's a brave soldier because you know he stepped in that octagon. It's not easy to do that. I respect anyone who 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 has the brave, the bravery and the courage to step in any octagon or boxing ring or, or any combat sport. It's not easy. It's it's so easy for somebody to to flake out 
And that all stems from imagination. You know, that fear kicks in, anxiety kicks in. But for me, I controlled it. I was aware of, of the fact that my imagination could run wild. I said, you know what? Let me cultivate it properly. Let me sit down and visualize my victory. Let me feel the feeling of success as I'm lifting my hand up in victory. Let me feel the family and friends that came to watch the fight screaming my name in, in support. And if you watch the video, you can actually, actually on the Instagram, you can't see the, um, you can't hear the crowd, but basically the whole fight, people were screaming, Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. And it was crazy because I saw that in my, in my mind before I came out there into the fight. But that's because the, the energy that was given to the fight, people just knew he was going to win. You just know he was going to win. You could see the fire in my eyes. And that all stems from my imagination. Because if I hadn't imagined that, if I had imagined myself getting defeated, if I had imagined even the slightest reality that this person could have slipped in, punched me, knocked me out, that possibly could have happened. And you know, the thing is, it's actually a very common practice for fighters to visualize their fights before it actually plays out. And that's the use of the imagination. Imagination is powerful. There's even a study, sorry to interrupt you, there's even a study of, so basically they had two different groups. They all were tasked to basically learn this song and piano. One group was learning it by actually playing the piano and the other group was learning it by visualizing it. The group that was visualizing it actually learned it a lot more better than the people who were playing it. And that's powerful. That's powerful. Imagine that. They hadn't played it on the piano before, but when it came to the piano, they could play it just as fine as the people who were doing it actually in their physical reality, who were actually using their fingertips to play this piano. They could play it just exactly the same as them. Isn't that crazy? That is very, very crazy. And that just highlights and is a testament to the power of visualization, imagination, and your thoughts. As I said, you'd be a fool not to utilize. I mean, think about it like this, right? People, people like to utilize textbooks. People like to use their clothes. People like to use utilize the internet. People like to utilize chairs. People like to utilize pens. People like to utilize every single thing that was created by man and not God. Your imagination is directly created by God. Whether that's God to you, whether that's Jehovah, whether that's Allah, whether, whether that's the most high, whether that's the source, the creator, whatever term your ego prefers. Your imagination is a direct creation of the infinite intelligence. So why are you so obsessed trying to utilize every single thing that was created by man and not something that was created by something that's immortal? Something to think about. So how could somebody cultivate their imagination, would you, would you say? Just begin by, I don't think anybody needs to cultivate their imagination. I think they just need to pay attention to it because whether you think you're cultivating it or not, it's being used. 
every second of every day you're having a, some sort of mental conversation with yourself whether it's interaction with someone that you love and you say something that you shouldn't have said anything to yourself oh my gosh why did i say that i'm such an idiot why didn't you just let it go we kind of have these mental dialogues with ourselves every second of every day we always seem to envision the worst situation for ourselves possible we always envision it going wrong for us we always respond mentally to physical things you know something comes up in your head you're like oh man why me even if you don't say it physically you said it mentally and as i said stop thinking imagination is limited to a visual mental image imagination is anything that revolves around an imitation of the ego sensory experience which is your sight your hearing your taste your touch and your smell all of those factors any of those factors if you perform any of those factors mentally you are exercising your imagination so don't think of it as something that you need to use think of it as something you need to pay attention to right and it's also one of those things where you know i personally believe that imagination is always in use but the creativity that 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 can be born as a result of it can almost go stale and it's almost like a muscle that you have to exercise, right? If you know, a lot of people are sitting there thinking, I'm not creative. I'm not able to really create anything. That's not true. You create every single day. Every single second of the day, you create something. You create a form, a string of sentences every time you speak. You create mental images every time you visualize something. You create thoughts. You create words on a piece of paper every time you write you create relationships you create ideas every time you crack a joke you're creating something right and a way for you to really cultivate that creativity that can grow as a result of your visualization and your imagination is by simply doing things that stimulates your creativity and this might be for different for different people for some people you might be a bit more musical for some people you might want to sit down and just play with a guitar or play with a piano and see what comes to you and just keep on playing with the keys and see which which notes sound best to you and just keep on playing for some people it might be let me write a movie script for some people it might be something smaller it might be let me go pick up a, a paintbrush and let me just paint whatever comes into my mind or or whatever I feel I'm going to paint it. Your creativity can come from so many different places. Your creativity can even come from you solving problems. This is something that, you know, was highlighted to me by someone called Yusuf Aslam recently, Large Up Yusuf. He basically highlighted the fact that your creativity is stimulated every single time you're solving problems now you can get an ordinary problem and something that's not even a problem in fact you know so he has me doing this exercise right where i'm writing down solutions i'm writing down 900 solutions to one problem that isn't really even a problem my problem is open opening a can of tuna now obviously your, your logical side is going to say yeah the only way for you to really open that kind of tuna realistically is to get a can opener. But the creative side of me is saying, there's actually another way that I can do it. I could swim to the depth, 
to the bottom of the ocean and swim to the point where the water pressure is so intense that it crushes the can open and it releases the tuna. And, you know, that's your creativity talking. Another bit of my creativity saying, oh, I can put my hand through it as if I'm able to go through physical objects and just take the tuna out. And, you know, these are things that I've created inside of my imagination. And as I'm writing down these problems, I'm imagining these things and I'm looking at everyday objects and seeing how can I, how can I evolve this? How can I evolve this? And, you know, it's a challenge, right? But it has stimulated my creativity and my imagination so much more than it usually would have. And you can do the same thing if you're a bit more business focused, you can do the same thing. What problems are there inside of the world? Okay, cool. As a business, how could I offer a service or a product that would solve this problem? And that's how most of these people have become billionaires and, 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 and millionaires. They just look at society, they look at the economy, they look at the world and they think, what is a problem? And how can I solve this problem? And that all comes from your imagination. Without your imagination, you won't be able to, to, to engage in solutions for problems. You won't be able to do any problem-solving activities. Because in order for you to do that, you need to imagine the solution before you actually create the solution. And with that being said, it's almost like a reverse engineering process. But in order to kind of, I guess, go to the end first, you need to have the creative capacity to actually perceive the end. It seems like everybody that goes through some sort of success is almost some sort of reverse engineering process when it comes to imagination of being able to solve a problem first mentally and then deconstructing that and reversing it to produce some sort of product that gives that. But in order to do that and to extend your mind to that end, you have to use your imagination. There's no escaping it. The imagination is the start of your new beginning. <laughs> so how can you imagine this new beginning that you're going to take? How will you step into your life moving forward from today? This all stems from your imagination. Who will you become? This stems from your imagination. If you don't know who you want to be, just really sit down and think about it. Give yourself the time to really process and imagine and go dream big don't think small because a lot of you guys make yourself smaller than you should be than you really are and as, as a result you achieve smaller but if you really sat down and you was honest with yourself and a little bit more unrealistic with yourself you could actually produce these unrealistic things in reality imagine looking at the Warner Brothers and when they said, I want to fly in the sky. Imagine being that person that told them, you can't fly in the sky, that doesn't exist. And then you see them flying a plane across the sky <laughs> that they built. That all came from their imagination. They first saw and believed that it was possible for them to find a way to fly in the sky like a bird. What did they do? They built a plane 
and now they're flying in the sky. Now we have airlines all across the world. And now it's normal. Now it's just something that we're just accustomed to. Now it's everyday life. Now it's a, a, a necessity. 